unsettling because they didn't seem to be there before. Read it a third time and, far from being dull and flat-footed, the writing now appears spry and subtle, capable of sharp comic touches and guilty of devious tricks. Look at it from different angles and the thing changes before your eyes, like a trompe l'oeil picture. This strange double-take logic comes in many guises. Here's just one variety. William Lee says, You need a good bedside manner with doctors or you will get nowhere. At first, the joke is on the doctors, and this looks like the deadpan irony of such phrases as a hard-working thief and a host of others where normally positive cultural terms are given a deft, subversive twist. But look again, and the key words are no longer bedside manner and doctors, but the twice-repeated you. Suddenly, Lee isn't talking about doctors, he's telling you how to score from them. This recurrent tactical trap, insinuating the reader's complicity in the criminal world and making visible our voyeurism, is a unique feature of Burroughs' style here. The closest equivalent to it is a line in Hammett's Red Harvest. He wasn't the sort of man whose pocket you would try to pick unless you had a lot of confidence in your fingers— which tempts us to wonder just how much confidence do we have in our fingers, whether to pick or not to pick the pocket. In other words, what side of the criminal fence are you really on? Just where do you draw the line? It's tempting to conclude that Burroughs' chillingly cool and seductive book is complex and ironic, to say that its apparent simplicity is a sophisticated ruse designed to fool you, but this is too simple and won't do either. In fact, Burroughs' first novel is both absolutely distinct from everything he would write after it, and yet impossible to read without encountering at every turn phantom traces of the writing to follow. It's like reading two books simultaneously, one atypically straight, the other characteristically twisted. This is its paradoxical situation, its destiny, as the original work of one of America's great original writers. For reasons unknown to me. The story of how this debut novel came to be written in the first place, of how and why Burroughs began his career with it, this is a mystery that's bound to interest us. But our appetite for the hard facts is always balanced by an intuitive sense that the mystery of such beginnings should remain intact. Perhaps this is because writers must, at some level, remain mysteries to themselves in order to write at all, and we respect that truth as much as we want to violate it. In any event, there's a contradiction here that goes to the heart of Burroughs' novel, one captured in two of its most characteristic lines. Here are the facts, is the first of them, which promises to give us everything we want to know, and this the other that takes it all back again. There is no key, no secret someone else has that he can give you. To get a measure of this book, and to understand what this new 50th anniversary edition seeks to add to our appreciation of it, the simplest place to start is with the significant but unexpected mystery of what I have so far avoided. Its title. Titles are not supposed to be mysterious. They're meant to fix a work, to give it a clear identity, to define in miniature the author's intention.
Not so this one, whose history of slight but crucial changes is a version of the novel's curious editing fate writ small. Burroughs began his book about junk at the dead center of the 20th century, only a couple of months after relocating his family to Mexico City in late fall 1949. Escaping the punitive regime of Cold War America after a string of drug busts, Burroughs was beginning what would turn into a quarter of a century as a writer in exile. He broke the news to Jack Kerouac in a letter dated March 10, 1950, and interesting news it must have been. Five years earlier, they had actually collaborated on a novel together. But whereas Kerouac was now more passionate than ever about his literary vocation, his own first novel, The Town and the City, had just been published. Burroughs had since given up on writing. In later years, he would say Kerouac...